Hello, horology enthusiasts, and welcome to a brand new podcast called Chasing Time with me, Nico, and Yuho on the other side. We are two complete strangers, born by the passion of watches and all things horology. None of us is an expert in the field of horology, but we are here to share our passion for watches and our journey with as a watch enthusiast. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on a journey of discovering the world of never-ending desire for more on the wrist. Hello, Yuho. Oh, hello, Nico. Nice to be here. First time. Same here indeed. So let's present who we are and we drive it from there. Tell us who you are. Yeah, so I'm Yuho. I'm a watch enthusiast from Oulu and uh, I've been with watches like five years and uh, some of you might know me from the YouTube channel Rantesa. So I have been studying a little bit of watch blogging and watch YouTube watch reviews and that type of stuff. Hey, my name is Nico and I identify as a Swedish-speaking Finn. Uh, in Finland there is about 370,000 Swedish-speaking Finns, and I'm one of them. Juhu is Finnish-speaking Finn, and I've been uh, interested in to watches ever since I was a kid. I have a long story with um, how I started liking watches, and that has to do with uh, my childhood. When I was coming home from school, I passed through this watch atelier on the way home, and the owner of the watch atelier often said, hey, come, especially in the winter, he said, come in, be warm, have a cup of uh, tea and wait for the bus. And uh, one thing led to another. He asked me to clean and help him around. And that's where my passion for watches began, but not really, really. It began a bit later in 2009. My first watch actually was a, C a CMD40 made by Casio back in, oh, I was 12. And then my obsession for watches just kicked in 2009 when I had a slightly higher salary. Uh, I had a good job at that time. So in the same year of 2009, the same summer, I bought Promaster, I bought uh, Swatch Irony, Seiko Scuba, and two Leona watches. And that summer, I just knew it's a new chapter of my life when it comes to hobby. and. Ever since then, it has become just worse and worse. <laughs> that that's like the first passion when you when you really like uh, get into something that you you want to experience everything and get into all the different type of watches. Indeed, you could tell us what do you have on your wrist today? Yeah, I actually have a Christopher Ward C sixty five Trident Diver. It's a manual watch, so uh, manual wind, so not automatic version. There is actually both of those available, but I have the manual manual version. And with this Corona time, I have liked it a lot because at the home, it's very simple. You don't have the date, just put the time and that's on. And it's a very reliable movement. Yeah, I, I like it. This is a Celita SW210, I think. Fantastic. It's, it's a nice, nice watch. What are you wearing? I am wearing a Citizen Promaster reference number. I can't remember. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful blue moon dial. And uh, it's actually my second honeymoon. I had that watch when I was uh, 24. And today I'm way more than that. But I just recently found it uh, uh, by accident. 
and uh, I know it's quite rare, it's hard to find, and I just had, had to shoot because it reminds me of one of the best summers of my life, and the price was just irresistible. I just like the Citizen and Promaster, they are super cool. They have their highlights. I don't like the bezel. The bezel is, it sounds cheap, even though I know it's very reliable, but the insert looks a little bit cheap and the sound of it, listen, just a moment. Oh, it's just so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) But it's durable. It's, It's a strikingly beautiful watch. And I take this watch every day over Seiko SKX. Um, my apologies, I know you have one. No, no problem. And I, I, I like both because, because in, in a way that, like, for example, if you think about Seiko, it has really own look in the Seiko Divers, but also like Citizen Indeed. Promaster, it's 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 completely whole, whole different thing. Indeed. And, uh, they, they are quite a few the same price ranges and in, in the same categories, but still totally different products. Indeed. All right. Tell us how did you become begin your channel? Tell us about your channel. Yeah. Uh, well, I can actually tell you a little bit first how I got into the watches. And uh, indeed, like you said, that you started quite early, age of twelve, already had the first watch, and so. And I, I think my story is a little bit different in in a way that I actually had two watches in as a teenager or as a young, and Anato was Leona and Anato was Citizen. It was this uh, Echo Drive. It was pretty new thing at the time, but uh, I never really cared about watches, and I treated those at, uh, like that. So, another watch of those I lost somewhere, I don't know where, and another one I somehow ran over with a car. <laughs> I still oh, don't know how it happened, no. but it's, can, it's crazy. I... The, the listeners are crying right now. Yeah, it somehow somehow just uh, get in the driveway, and I reversed on top of that. But anyway, uh, after that, like 15 years, I never wore a watch, never. And always just used phone to watch the time. But then somewhere around 2015 or 2014, I found this old Anadisi Rico, what was, that was my father's used to be. And uh, installed battery and hey, it worked. I started keeping watch from time to time and somehow got this small spark about watches that they are pretty cool. I, I want to know more about those. And then uh, in 2015, my wife was getting her doctoral degree and we wanted to somehow celebrate, get some gift. And as you say, buy watch for the occasion. We thought that watch would be really nice, nice uh, gift for, for that occasion. There is never a bad occasion to buy a watch, isn't it? No, no, no. And uh, <laughs> after a bit, bit of browsing, we found this Longines Master Collection that was really mm. uh, into her, her taste and uh, took a flight to Helsinki to Asemankello and uh, get it and had a weekend sort of get away <laughs> with, with that. And uh, I remember <clears throat> and that, that night in the hotel, I was watching that Longines that I really want to get a watch for myself. So pretty much <laughs> after that, maybe one month or so, just endless browsing of different options. I got this Oris Aguis Date Diver, Ooh. and it's still still in my my position, and I think it, it will be a keeper for life. But uh, yeah, that's sort of my story to watches. From that on, it just expanded <laughs> exponentially. And not the most common, really, because 
well, it's usually the man is first. M men's nature being more material, materialistic, and so on. It, it's seldom the woman that gets the first high-end watch and and all that. But it's, yeah. I like I like yeah. that story. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a somehow hit and felt right at the moment. So. <laughs> I wish my wife would move away from this cheap Leonas and 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 ask me to buy her a long jean. That would be lovely. Yeah, but we are we are completely different in a way that. Well, wife now just get basically his second watch. This or his um, sorry pointer date. But uh, meanwhile, I have been getting this much cheaper micro branch and everything in the meanwhile, like dozens. So, so, so. She focuses on the quality over quantity, and I, I want to experience everything. So, I'm the same. I'm the same. I want to experience. The more, the better. Exactly. And how did you start your your channel? Yeah, actually, um, well, it started a bit after that. So, so I was really into watches at that point, and I wanted to. I didn't know anything, not from technical perspective. I wanted to learn. So, the main source for me was. YouTube channels like these big ones, Random Rob and Time Teller, and many others what there are. And I was kind of because I was pretty new. I thought that it would be nice to make a own channel, sort of like uh, share my journey and my experiences with the watches. And uh, of course, at that time, that time I didn't know much, but but maybe also in the future, a bit like uh, share information for other hobbyists and uh, also kind of educate people because because YouTube is a great channel in that way that it's not only for the watch enthusiast it's for all type of people absolutely so it can it can get views for also people not into watches but maybe they can learn and get excited so that was my that my main reason i i just wanted to share my passion and my my journey how i evolve and uh, what i learn but then there is a couple of another reasons also. So I work in the software engineering. I don't have any, any work related with the watches. But this whole Rantesa YouTube channel and I have also the Rantesa.fi blog and all the social media stuff and everything. It's it's just perfect side project in, in a way that in that I can sort of experiment and learn new things. Also like technical perspective and it's not just about coding website or putting that but how to create content and all the things that relate to that type of thing, collaborate with other watch enthusiasts and all. So it's really nice project. That's fantastic. Besides, also besides the watch hobby. You who I wish I have come up with that. Honestly, this is, this is brilliant. Just to mention one more. So, <laughs> so, yeah, go on, go so, on. so, so also, also like a third uh, is, is more personal reason. So I also wanted to like become better and more comfortable in front of camera and audience, being learn how to present things and discuss and communicate. So I thought that this YouTube is really like uh, jumping into the deep end of the pool. So everything I put, it will be publicly available for everyone. So it's really like challenging, at least me personally. Putting yourself out. Yeah, it's a good platform to practice and learn that type of thing. So many reasons hit together and relate to watches. So yeah. How, how about you? How, how did you get with the uh, your YouTube channel, the Finnish show. Uh, unlike you, um, <clears throat> I don't dare to stand in front of the camera. 
I just show my my hands and my critical words on on watches. But um, I started the channel with more a, a bit of a patriotic idea, if you will. I simply wanted to show cast and to 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 show and highlight Finnish and Nordic watches, or well, Corolla EDC products either made in Finland or Nordic country, or carrying Finnish and Nordic uh, label. Because you see, I strongly believe that this obsession with reliability and impeccable engineering, uh, it's in our DNA in, in the Nordic countries. And, uh, and this translates in these amazing products and engineering, engineering marvels that, that uh, Scandinavia is known for worldwide. Like, think about the Tetra paper milk package comes from, from, from Scandinavia. The, the Lego, yeah. the Zip, the Skype, Linux, the seat belt, if you if you think about it, all these amazing inventions have come from Scandinavia, and and yes, they have come. Uh, like if you compare us with Germans, for example, they are also great in engineering. But the things that have come from 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 Nordic countries, they have come with a bit more of finesse, more elegant design. Everybody talks about Scandinavian furniture design and all that jazz because. It's in our DNA, and that translates into horology and watches. I mean, if you see all those, the watch brands that come from Scandinavia, none of them have really failed. They're all still here smiling at us. And me being patriot, I want to take this to the audience, to the YouTube, to the, to the world, and say, hey, this is what we have. Why didn't you know about it? So this was the reason I wanted to, to put everything on YouTube. and. I started with really bad camera, actually, with a phone. I started with a watch strap I, I hated. I bought a very expensive watch strap here in <laughs> Finland, 75 euro for a Crafter Blue from Kieski Senkello. I came home, I unpacked the whole thing, and ho long and behold, I was angry. <laughs> so I, I, I have so many straps already, so I, I went on YouTube and I made a comparison with uh, Uncle Seiko, which is one of my favorite straps. And then that was my yeah. first video. And I said, but hey, let's put some Finnish products. So I, I put some Finnish watch straps, then Puk watches and Rohje and Arnien. Then we, I brought more Finnish products to the, to the YouTube. So, yeah. I really appreciate that point of view because, because for example, when you think about like uh, what information is available, there is not, you cannot get much like uh, user reviews from uh, Finnish products necessarily because if they are not highly marketing to the international markets, you, you don't see it in the English channels or anywhere. So it's really great that we have this like a local focus in your channel. And I put it from very 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 unique perspective. I, I don't um, I don't want to get paid. Like on purpose. Even if I offer to get paid, I would I would decline that. And <clears throat> every single brand I I show on the channel, I have told the the company behind before afterward that I, I will test the the watches or the products. And if they're not good, I tell the people. I don't care if if they if they buy it or don't buy it because I have no affiliate links. I have I don't get paid for it. So. It's very real experience. If I tell you it sucks, it really sucks. Yeah, and I, I think that's like a, that's part of the integrity in that way. That, for example, I also had a couple of uh, reviews that are 
I haven't got paid anything and uh, it's not something I, I even desire to get. But uh, we have got watches from the company and given as a giveaway. So yeah, we have we have like really made, made clear that uh, if you give it, it's it's up to us what we say. So we can say the both negative and the uh, positive things. So it's yeah, not have the emails to prove it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of like a basic uh, starting point for the discussion. Because people today, people are not stupid. They can they can Google and they can complain. And if you have lied, they will crucify you online. They will find you and they will tell the world that you have lied. Yeah, you have lied. Yeah, yeah. So you can't hide. So that's why I want to be very objective and also bring those brands that that, as you said, nobody knows anything about them, but they deserve attention like i really like the design that that have come from from book watches lately this vintage mix with very modern very very brave design from a finnish company and demoto as well and this the newest brand from finland called yurmo you you will see with time what they're bringing to the market is this very very unique niche with very high premium top grade movement with super high-end uh, finishes, and this is coming from my home country. How can I get a, not get excited and tell the world through YouTube? Yeah, it's pretty interesting in that way. For example, this Yurmo Air Zero, or Uzi, because of course they are expensive watches. They are expensive, but but anyway, you get like flyback chronograph automatic, and uh, when you compare everything, it's it's not so expensive anymore. So. I haven't haven't had it in my hand, so I cannot tell in that sense. But but at least for the specs wise, there is quite interesting value proposition. Yeah, top grade Vardu seven seven fifty, you get really, and he has done ton and ton of research. I, I've talked several times with the owner, and the the level of research they have done, several years of research before they started, it, it's just. Um, I respect so much that uh, compared to. Uh, there are a number of micro brands that have, that, 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 that does homages. There is no research yep. behind it. It's just copy, paste, put an H35, 36, and, and, and sell. And I don't respect that. Yeah, and you, you get like 13 brands in one month in the Kickstarter going with the just basic, basic idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know they have this, the place. I know homages have the place on the market. and. And I just recently discovered a Norwegian brand that does homages on a very high quality scale. And homages have their their place on the market, but I can't respect that much that work compared to what Yurmo and the Moto are doing because they're doing they're doing amazing work, the design, the engineering. And I think, for example, like a Finnish. Finnish watch enthusiasts, it's really exciting time in, in that sense that we are really getting actually quite plenty of brands from, from Finland. So we have Puk, Suf, uh, Jurmu, Demotu, many more. So Rohje, Arni. All in different different price points and different uh, indeed, indeed. niches. So, so everything is not for everybody, but uh, something for someone. We have from the fashion and accessory until really high-end horology level stuff. And we have a few really, really world-famous timepieces that are made in tens per year only. 
Yeah, yeah, like Borderline and that are in the big figures. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so so exciting. As I said in the beginning, we are total strangers. We just this is our third phone call or fourth phone call. We know very little about each other, but tell us how we did connect. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, I think it was you who first contacted me, and uh, yeah, then I suppose there was like months. It was in my spam spam folder, <laughs> your email. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. But we pick up uh, beginning of this month and started emailing, and uh, it's really nice because also in that sense that we don't have many like YouTube channels in Finland making making watch stuff. We are pretty much the only few and some some others but uh, yeah from from that point of view and uh, I think uh, I think there's really like uh, could be interesting discussions coming because we have lots of similarities but I think also also some different aspects for different type of watches that what we what we like you have really like this rugged yes our obsession with durability and ruggedness yeah so so I think that's really good cool point uh, I guess for example, if you think about me, I'm, at the moment I'm really much into like micro brands, but so yeah, also me too, like, absolutely. Uh, also, like uh, this, uh, let's say, I'm not so much into high-end watches at the moment. So it's this uh, under a thousand euro price range, uh, Japanese watches and Swiss watches. So you're shooting high. Found... Sorry for me. You're shooting high for me. Everything above six six hundred euro, it's already on the expensive side. Yeah, yeah. Most of most of my watches are definitely like uh, under three hundred dollars uh, euros. So I think that's yeah. the that's the like sweet spot. But then there's some some specifics, a bit more expensive. For some reason, the Marine Master Tuna for me, uh, the zero three three reference. Uh, that one for oh. me is like the baseline for for. Uh, above that, it's like because you get. Uh, uh, we both are. Uh, we love uh, quartz watches quite a bit. So for me, yep. that's one of the best quartz ever made. Like period. That's it's it's a marvel of, of of achievement that that quartz movement. So everything else above that price, if it carries a. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm a little bit under the weather. Everything above that that carries quartz watch, the quartz movement has to be special yeah it's uh, the price of watches is interesting at least for me because typically i i like to think like uh what, what i used to be as a younger i was really like a engineering guy so for example uh, audio equipment i start to think about how much these loudspeaker elements cost and what's why why this loudspeaker costs so high because because you can get the technical pieces much cheaper i was really like uh is the uh individual elements but but with watches i have and with the age i have started to appreciate more like the let's say design which is somehow you cannot put it into figure what's the value of design but also with time when now technology have have improved so much we have so much tech i think good watches have become cheap and cheap watches have become very good so it's yeah, a bit that's difficult true. to to put the right price and uh, many brands are putting emphasis on design. Oh, this is um, a vintage-inspired design, and we want to break break the mold and 
put this 20 grand watch into the hands of everybody. That's why we put it for 399 and we put an inch 35 in it. And it's a great cause. Yeah. I like that to revive a, a, a iconic uh, timepiece. And at the same time, there's another brand that comes with completely new design. That is like, for example, Boulder. They come with their own flair, couple of years of, of, of designing, and they they charge twice that price for a watch that carries also the same movement. So it's a bit yeah. interesting with the pricing. Yeah, and I have thought like in my own collection because this uh, Trident C65, it's uh, Celida 2000 line uh, movement. Yeah. And also the Oris Agus is having basically the same line of or price range of movement. But the price between the watches is like over twice. So I love both, but it's very hard to say specifically what makes the, the other same. one part. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it goes in this subjective range that what you value and uh, how much you want mm -hmm. to put into my money. It's, if you just look at the technical aspects, it doesn't make sense to pay twice from the another one. So. <laughs> and there's also the element of, of, of sponta sp spontaneous buying, because sometimes we buy watches that we really want, but not but because we want to experiment not because we know enough that we know that this like for, for example this promaster for me i have engraved it today it has in, engravings on the back this is yeah. a keeper for life i have this uh, i told you on my, our last call uh kfl keeper for life all my watches that i'm going to keep for life they get engraved so i cannot sell them and i engrave weird things on the back so there is no way I can I can I can sell them, <laughs> and I don't just engrave the back. I engrave a little bit to the side. So even if I remove the back, there is still engraving on the side. So it's really difficult to sell those watches. So yeah, but, but, but it, it really makes yours. It's it's indeed it, it's then yours. Yeah, I like that. And it, it plays role when when you buy that watch with the purpose. Okay, why do I buy the watch? Is it to experiment? Is it to to keep it for life? Or is it to, to flash it in front of people? And today, who do you flash it to? You're wearing pyjama all day long. Corona has hit my area hard. I, I meet nobody. They can, there is nowhere to flex, to flash yeah. your watch. So it's all about you and your watch right now, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And, uh, and actually, something that, that I have noticed that with this Corona hit, that uh, I have been started liking more and more quartz watches because... It might be that I will be only like half hour outside, quickly going to the shop or something, doing errands. I have been doing remote work uh, like last seven months. Yeah. And uh, because it's something quick, I just go grab and go packet of milk or something. I don't want to <laughs> start to put the date and uh, correct time and everything. So I have this. Do all the winding. Uh, and what's this, which are up and running, I just pick them up and put it in the wrist and it has really changed my daily use. So yeah, I just uh, sort of appreciate different uh, aspects than when I'm really going whole day to work and so on. We should start a fund me uh, project for you to, to, to raise money for a big, um, the, uh, one of those winding boxes that you can put 10 watches ah. and then, <laughs> then get, Oh, wine. So you don't have to do the work when you go to buy milk. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. I have to confess, I have only four automatic watches. Everything else is quartz. I have Mecha Quartz. I have 
high-end Japanese, I have very cheap Chinese, I have all kind of <laughs> quartz, digital, uh -huh. analog, even a smartwatch, oh no. I have been lusting for this uh, Bulova Lunar Pilot, this uh, high-frequency quartz. That, that, that has kind of been in the, in, in the moon in some, some episode or something, but... Uh, the precisionist, wasn't it? Flash is size. It's way too big. It's, it's, it's 45 millimeters or something, and it's, it's on the border. I basically can pull it off, but, but when I really think about it, it's too big. Oh. Not for a software engineer. No, no, <laughs> I need to bulk up. <laughs> I had a friend but, that but, had a... Sorry. But I, I have a, <laughs> I have a risk that uh, if there is a good deal, I might get it in some point anyway. <laughs> That's good. I have a friend that that uh, was into Invicta watches, and and I never understood that. To me, Invicta yeah. are out, out of the window forever. I cannot. If you're 14 years old, that's your first watch. Okay. Yeah. But. Uh, and he oh, his watches were like 50, 52 millimeters, and he had this skinny six and a half inch wrist. I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, I'm bruising my I'm bruising my wrist, but I like the look of it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. Actually, actually, there is a really good document about uh, Invicta and like Invicta owners. They they are having like um, uh, meetings and everything, like a. It, it takes the both sides, why people love it and why people hate it and everything. But it was actually quite interesting. It's in the YouTube. If I find it, I will put it in the link of this video. But Please do, I want to see it. Because <laughs> I never understood uh, the Invicta, love for Invicta. Yeah, I, I never had any, but uh, range of models is so strange. There is so, so huge and so colorful. They have stuff. sometimes they have really really nice designs, but for me the sizing was always even though back in the days I have 8.4, 8.3 inch wrist, I could wear Invicta 46, 47, no worries whatsoever. I can wear the the I could wear the new Leona Heritage that has 54 or 53 millimeter lug to lug, yeah. the Heritage line. But today I have seven seven and a half inches. I could not do that. I have to ask. Uh... Go on. We talk about bold design and uh, colorful things. What's your take on G-Socks? I, I kind of like them, but they, they are also really bold and uh, often also colorful. But do you ha have you had any? I have confession to make. I just ordered one a few days ago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. So we are I getting a review of that. I like, yes, I like G-Socks and uh, right now uh, G-Shock, a particular model of G-Shock is hitting Finland like a storm and Sweden and, and, and Denmark. And not Norway for some reason, but there is a particular model model of, of um, G-Shock that is hitting the market here hard and I like it very much. But I have this love and hate relationship with G-Shocks. Uh, first, so hard hard straps have never been my thing. I, I like sup, sup, supple and, and comfortable straps, so G-Shock has never provided that. But the new generation G-Shock since 2019, they came with new recipe for their for their straps. So now yeah. I can finally enjoy. And there is three models of G-Shock. You have homework now, you hope. Three yeah. models of G-Shock that you can actually 
uh, mod straps and put normal straps into. Those ah, yeah, are the ones this, I uh, own. Adapters. No, 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 no adapters. No One adapters. of mine okay. have actually adapters, but there is two models for sure. Three, three models that need no adapters. You just take the strap away and you can put another strap. And those are the ones I have because I can put another strap. That's the only reason, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like this, um, the new, the slim one, the GA2100 or something. Maybe I, I might, might remember the number wrong, but <laughs> the new, pretty slim one. Dual uh, color one. I don't remember all the color ranges, but but yeah, we need to pick up and pick some pictures here after the <laughs> after absolutely, the absolutely. Yeah, so so we know what we talk about. But yeah, it's a I like it's it's really different type of range, and they have really I think captured certain markets really well. So it's uh, it's also. Also, one thing what I like about Watch Hobby is that there is so. When you take about, for example, you go to US and you to talk about watches, it's often like very high end watches are investment and really like this Rolex, Rolex, Rolex. That's yeah. that's one aspect. But then then you have like G-Shock guys who are just might get the whole range of G-Shocks, nothing else. Then you have the Seiko guys who mod the Seikos and do some crazy stuff, very beautiful. Guilty as charged. Yeah. So it's... I mod most of my watches. Oh, nice. That's why I cannot it's, show it's... them on the channel. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can, of course, of course. It's uh... <laughs> it maybe maybe the modding is part of the channel in the future. Who knows? Yeah, I have a friend in Helsinki. I I don't do much myself. I have a friend in Helsinki that mods my watches and and uh, yeah, it's. It, to make it your own, you have to mod it. Especially if it's Seiko, it's so much available third-party parts. Why not? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think even even the SKX is not in your territory. But I think that's really like hit the modding culture in the, in that way that you could, you can basically you you can build the whole SKX from the aftermarket parts pretty much. Yeah, but next point here. Yeah, why? What's the point of this podcast? Why did we start this podcast in general? What would you, how would you put it? Actually, good question. Uh, I don't have my notes here. We have talked about lots of these things, but but basically, at least some something we have talked about is that uh, we pick up different topics for different podcasts, mm -hmm. and uh, let's see the schedule. As we thought that maybe at least once a month, but hopefully of, more often, and. Uh, Oh, I'd love every second week. That would be great. Yeah, and and really like uh, all the you listeners there. So please contribute, communicate, leave comments, everything. Uh, if you have ideas what you want to discover, and uh, we have plenty already. I don't know. Do you have the list there? What we were already thinking about? But we were talking about dream collection, best watches under three hundred euros or five hundred euros in Finland. That that will be the next. Eventually, the next. Yeah. Topic. We talked about best EDC watch in Finland, rugged watches because I I have to. <laughs> <laughs> what diver will I buy? That would be very very interesting topic because there is so much nowadays. Grail watch, favorite micro brands, Finnish watches very important. Scandinavian watches very important. 
Uh, watches re regretting not buying or regretting selling away. Uh, our take on, fin on fashion watches and then affordable luxury watches. And my, one of my favorite is Key FL, Keeper for Life. And you you had a very good idea about the rant. Yeah, yeah. About, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we hate about in watches or watch industry. So, so, so this small rant about the issues that we find uh, difficult to uh, digest. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 still very open table. Uh, let's take uh, episode at a time. And uh, as we said, the next episode will be this uh, best watches under 500 euro. So we both will introduce our picks. I don't know, was it five picks per each or something? Five per person, and we will not tell each other nothing. It will be yeah. total surprise for each other and for you. Do we get point? Do we get <laughs> point if we get the same watch, <laughs> or is that a minus point? I don't know. I don't know. Let's, Let's see how find it goes. out. But back to yeah. the point of the channel. I think the point here is uh, the podcast. First and foremost, is to share the passion, because exactly. as I said uh, last time, when we talked that passion. Uh, I, I connect passion to addiction for some reason. I don't know why in my head, because maybe because of my my, my psycho psychology back, background. But to me, I want to spread this passion. I want to spread this obsession and addiction. And replace with replace it with other addiction. I want to, to to reach out to new guys, young guys that that they don't have hobby yet, and this yeah. is probably their first addiction, first hobby. And I rather have them have this addiction than alcohol, than than uh, expensive hobbies like cars and and uh, I don't know what other expensive hobbies, uh, hunting. But even hunting, I told you, I have a friend that is going to Sweden every year and spending heaps of money of hunting bears and so on. But his wife said this afterwards, when he comes home after this uh, few weeks of hobby and spending money on hunting, he is a better man. And I want yeah, to yeah. bring this to, to more people. And, and that's the, the point of this podcast. Make other people passionate for our hobby and share with other like-minded people. and also. Sharing this journey of owning, wearing, and understanding the timepieces and, and the horology as, as a whole, uh, and everything related to watch to watches, because it's not just this watch on your wrist. Your watch is connected to your shoes, to the strap, because the, the strap should match the shoe, to your hat, your glasses. If you have a wooden watch, you put your wooden glasses and all that jazz. Leather yeah, and even leather like even like the uh, points in time in your life when you first get that watch, that type of things, and or, or the or, or the things where you were with that watch, all the memories and all the the whole whole history with watch you go, the whole history what you go with the watch experience. And this podcast will become kind of a journal of, of our journey as well. And exactly, exactly. Number number two is to educate and highlight watches and products we believe in and we believe that are relevant and worth checking out and also present the Finnish watches. And of course, Finnish watches will be naturally 
uh, repeat topic in our discussion because we're both from Finland and, and we do have passion for our our brands, but also microbrand, of course. So there is plenty of good things coming with this podcast and I hope we will spark this joy in other people. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and I, I think this is like really nice uh, informal way of Anyway, when, when we make uh, YouTube videos, it's it's usually for specific what's pretty specific product or a specific topic. But this is more open space to actually discuss and communicate with uh, fellow enthusiasts. Indeed. Any final words be- before we wrap this up for today? I, I think uh, for all the listeners, if you have some topics you want to uh, experience, explore with this podcast, Please free leave comments to the, this video or this uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, in the next episode, we will go through the, our own five picks of best watches under 500 euro. So tune in for that. On my side, just a co- short call for action. Check our channels, comment on our videos, share our videos on your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed. Share, uh, share our passion with others. Both of us do giveaways from time to time. So if you, if you stay tuned, you have a chance to win something. I have a giveaway going on right now with Tarnia Watches. In 1st of December, there will be a uh, big giveaway. Keep up, keep up with us and enjoy horology with us. Thank you guys for listening and see you and hear from you in the next one.